Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hopefully, you've been having a tremendous summer, and hopefully, that continues right before Labor Day because I know it's getting close. Uh, and the fact that we're almost in August is unbelievable to me. But yeah, hopefully, you guys have been doing very well, as I always say, towards uh, the end of all my episodes. But today, what this is is not your typical episode. Okay, this is a, uh, even though I threw the word around bonus way early on during my first ever episodes, I would definitely say this is truly a bonus. What this is here is a little bit of just a warm-up that me and Mike did. And if you remember, Mike came onto the show and we did a rundown updating you guys on what was going on in the NBA, the fact that you had free agency, you just had the draft. I'm not sure you know, but typically what I like to do before interviewing a guest is just to warm them up. A little bit and typically when I do that I don't record just because I want to get them comfortable I want to get them in a discussion mode not worry about recording but with Mike the fact of the matter is, is that I knew that we had a lot of great discussions off air with friends or with just each other and I'm like you know what let me see if anything comes out of this and there definitely was hopefully you guys enjoy this this is just a little bit of a small content and let, let me know your thoughts. This is definitely going to be a little bit like serious when we talk about MB, we talk about sports betting, both of which if you are really into sports, you probably have an opinion on. And so let us know. But until then, I'll see you guys soon and keep checking out those episodes. All right. Is this, and I know as a sixer, you're like, this is a, this is our time. We're about to win it. Let's actually be serious here. Before, when it comes to outlet time, when it comes to Embiid's prime, when it comes to Embiid as a sixer, because he might be traded, he, he he might leave. You never you never know. Or just the window. What is the window? Is this the last chance that the Sixers have to win with Embiid this off season? No, I, I do believe that we have. I think we have three years of contention left in us. Three. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I wish I could buy that. Hey, man, you don't have. I think. Uh, you know, if we keep making moves like like we did with the Anthony Melton, you know, I think we had some very suspect management that just mishandled all those assets. I have more faith in Daryl Morey than I did in Brett Brown when he was running ship, or Jerry Colangelo, or Brian Colangelo when he was running ship. So. I have more faith moving forward than I have in management, but with Doc Rivers and our limited cap flexibility, I do see what you say with the with the small contention window. Yeah, and again, it's just I'm not sure you can win with a center as a one. I feel like Embiid is a two on a championship team. He's a one with the Sixers, but if you're talking about James Harden that won MVPs, who would be the one? Who would be the two? It's quite obvious, you know. Like a guard and a Tatum is a one. Steph Curry is a one. I mean, just look at I, I think Draymond or uh, Robert Williams is not a one. Jokic, I would argue, is a one because Murray is not there. I mean, like when the Nuggets went to the uh, when the conference finals, Murray was the was the one. He was the clutch guy on that team. I, I think you see, yeah, he he makes the big shot. He makes some big shots that you see. But and who like, has the ball more often too? Jokic. Jokic has a higher usage rate. You know, okay, he's, yes, yeah. but. But who is the one who really leads their team to victories? Who's the one? Jokic. Who's the one? I'm, look what, what Jokic did without any of those guys. 
With yeah, Murray, exactly. I think you None could of those have, guys. With, I, without, without, his, without his good players on his team, of course they're going to under But I think Murray might have had a little more success than Jokic did. So if Murray was on that team without Jokic, you think they would have done so better? So, of course, statistically, it's not going to be great. I understand they're going to get less rebounds. I understand they're going to have less assists. But put Murray instead of Jokic... I feel like what? How many games did uh, the Nuggets win? Like one or none? Uh, I feel like yeah, when, I think they stole one. I mean, think about players like LeBron. I understand Murray Jokic is not LeBron, but he's a guard slash forward. He's a forward. I feel like teams should be led by a non-center in this current day NBA. And and again, you're four positionless. I'm actually four positions, but you have to understand that centers should not be the one leading your team because you see Rudy Gobert, he gets exposed. You see Joel, uh, Joel Embiid. Sometimes Embiid uh, doesn't get fouled out, but centers are more prone to get fouled out, could put their teams in foul trouble, and also, you know, are more prone to get hurt, like an Embiid. And, and, and Jokic has stayed very healthy. But at the same time, I, it, it's a guard-forward dominated league, and that's where you have to adjust to it when you want to win championships. I think um, one thing, like the Rudy well, Gobert thing isn't all, like, I think Embiid's just so dynamic. I think it's just injuries, really. Yeah, and, but, and, but then let me ask this question. Who was the last one that was a center that won the championship? Well, we were talking about this like a little bit ago. I'm saying, like, oh, man. I, 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 I think it's Shaq before Kobe became Kobe. You know, you had a young Kobe. The first, the first time the Lakers won, uh, how many times did they win together? I would like argue, three or four? I'm going to argue, so, that Dirk that Dirk team. I know he's not the center, but I think Embiid Yeah, he's plays a powerful. A, I, I think he plays a role similar enough to Embiid where he's dynamic enough on offense. Just because they shoot three-pointers? I mean, Embiid's done more. Like, well, when you're looking at Shaq, like, like he's not dynamic like Embiid. Like, in the modern day, the league's changing so much. I do see the, like... Like the reliance on wings and guards to create your offense, as like you know, you can move quicker, you know, you can play on the perimeter, it's a perimeter space game. But, like you mentioned earlier, like you can't replace the role of a center. Like, if he's doing everything else, like at a high level that a normal center would do, and also bringing you that versatility, I think he has the ability to show that centers are not going extinct. You just need to have centers that have the skill beyond rebounding. And he has touch, like him and Jokic have touch like no other. I actually, I'm going to phrase it like this. Now, this is going to be a very interesting question. Let's say they're in the same draft. And I understand you see what Embiid is. And I know there's a lot of potential for this guy. But who would you rather draft to start your team and most likely win a championship? Because we see Embiid not... Are, are we considering injuries? We are going to... It's part of the player. So okay. this player did start out with injuries, actually. So he might be injury prone later. Would you rather draft Kate Cunningham or Embiid? I understand Embiid being more talented. But who's going to win you the championship? Embiid has not done that yet. Cade has a lot of promise that Wait, can, so can do that. Are, are, we, are we starting from their rookie seasons? Or just rookie, saying, we're starting from the rookie season. Who is more likely to lead their teacher championship? I mean, yeah, with the there's just so much unknown about Cade. I'm going to go Embiid because I think if you give Embiid a, a good, solid years with a better fit team around him, we have to consider that he was rocking a team where your best shooter was him. Your second best shooter was Tobias Harris. Your third best shooter was Al Horford. Like that's that's not gonna win you a championship. Like he needs if we had some competent management, and I do believe if Sam Hinkie was still in office, we would have at least made it past the conference finals. Do you think that at the end of his career, Embiid's gonna have a championship? Because you know my argument when it comes to sport basketball that one player can dominate. Michael Jordan showed us that. LeBron literally dragged his team to the finals against the Spurs, and of course almost won against the Warriors, and then eventually did win against the Warriors. One player can drag a team. My point is that the center can't do that. 
Basketball's the, baseball, you can't you can't win on your own throughout the entire season. Basketball, theoretically, you can. We've seen that before. Now, it may be flukes. It might be just one of the greatest players of all time. But basketball, because there's only five players and one can stand out, can win you a game, which then could win you a season, which then could win you a championship. One plays a higher role. But, I mean, to contradict you, it's like you asked me the question of when's the last time a center won it all. When's the last time... A center was a one on a winning uh, championship yeah, when's, team. when's the last time the one on a championship team just completely carried them to a championship? Like, there was no good team around them. I, and even if you don't want to bring up Shaq, because Kobe then became Kobe, and he was, st- and he still had the model mentality, you, that, that the latest example I would say is Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell. Like, think of... I don't know that many other guys in the... Me, maybe uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Maybe before Magic became Magic. Like, he was on the up and up. But in the 90s, I can't think about a lot of guys. But in the 70s and 60s, I can think about that. Today, I can't really think about that. You can argue Dirk for power forwards. I'm sorry, he's not a bona fide center. Shaq, again, before Kobe became a superstar. That's my point. Like, it's been over 20 years since the latest example in which I have a hard time making it anyway, the argument. Yeah, I think it's just, well, you just need a good team built around you. Like, and just Embiid's not having that. Like, you need to, like, it's going to be a new, like, that's just it's, again. Luca did it without that much talent on his team. Luca did it. Trey Young. What did, what did he do? He went to the conference. Finals. Well, yeah, but he but, went to uh, the but, conference finals. So okay, but this is a different argument. It's, yeah. it's a different argument. The fact that he got farther than Embiid would be the the point. I'm just essentially the whole root of why I'm saying all that. It's not necessarily I'm like trash Embiid. It is mostly a team thing. I do really hate what Mori has done, what the predecessors has done. But at the same time, like Embiid could have won you a game seven. Could have. Gone, you pass the second round, and now the championship. I my thing is with Embiid. I'm not surprised he hasn't won the championship, but give me more than the second round. I mean, each year you go to the second round. It almost feels like the Milwaukee Bucks when Giannis was before Giannis, and they couldn't even make it out of the first round. Like you, I as a Bucks fan, I was becoming worried, and and maybe it was just because of Jason Kidd. We had to fire him, but still, I'm like, am I really? Do I really trust this guy to put me all the time? And Giannis got to work. And that's what he did. And Giannis, you could argue Embiid's is the closest. Work. I think Embiid's one of the. But we keep saying that each off season, he he almost got the MVP two one times team, in one, a row. One team wins. One team wins it all. I agree. He's he's under under exceeded expectations, and the Sixers have as well. But I think he you have to look beyond. Chance. I think you you think you're not looking beyond Embiid. I think you need to consider the other factors on the roster and the coach as well, and the players you're coming against. Like but you, you, you had to- the Kawhi Leonard shot. That we were three bounces away from a quarter, but you do have to admit. And I know it's. The, I know that was a great, a great shot. But game seven then, and also game seven against the Hawks, couldn't MB had more of a clutch gene to have a better game and get his team to victory? Could sure. have even done I mean, better. Hey man, you could you could say a lot of what ifs. I mean, it would be awesome if MB could. It was won then that could change the whole. I would not be this harsh on MB because it is basketball. Exactly. It so, with football, so it's one maybe quarterback. One basket is changing your whole opinion about this. It's not just the quad shot. They also they they also choked against the Hawks. Like yeah. Literally, I had they, a, they 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 a M- team a team. But also MB. Also the yes. uh, Simmons. Okay, was not good. Yes. Tobias might have had a good game for all we know. Seth Curry might have probably had a nope, good game. Nope, he got torched by Kevin Herter the okay, whole Okay, game. but we're not talking about deep. Well, we, I guess we might we as well are, talk about, we're talking about We team. might as well. We might as well. Oh, my God. No, I we think can't about do this. We can't do this again. We've had this argument too many times. So we're not making any progress. No, I know. But just, this is this is, this is, but the, at least you this is vintage 
content right here. I guess so. Yeah, you could definitely say it, but at least you could understand it. I know you love Embiid, but at the same time, you just rather have a guard for, like Luka, you rather have Luka over I would over take Embiid. Luka over Embiid, sure. Yeah, th- because of his position, I would argue. Like, they have the same yeah. amount of talent. You would yeah. draft them around the same amount in fantasy basketball, but they play a different position. One can actually lead their team to the conference finals, even though the team stinks around them. All they do is just shoot three pointers. That's really a well-balanced team, but you know, a well-balanced team. But then MB with a talented. Uh, you have to admit the Sixers are talented. They just don't fit well together. Yeah, and we have no depth and poor coaching. But well, I have yeah. to admit the de- the death could be much much worse. Like, would you rather have the Lakers' death? Well, yeah, but you don't see the Lakers doing anything right now. Yeah. Well, it, 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 talk to me when when you know Le- LeBron actually plays a full eighty-two games and, and West Westbrook can actually have a shot. He, he he doesn't he has I can make I can make a higher percentage than Westbrook and from three let's uh, let's call it what it is three pointers okay yeah, what is yeah. it like twenty percent oh yeah I'm not I'm not high on the Lakers at all uh, they they need to get rid of Westbrook and I uh, okay and uh, the, the rare case of a guard versus a center Russell Westbrook cannot win your championship and I would say MB could probably do that more so but yeah I felt like the people deserve that because at the end of the day I feel like they're too lovey dovey with MB I really mm-hmm. do it's more of a position thing. With my point, and also just a sport thing. Like maybe you could argue football. The quarterback, if you don't have a great quarterback, I'm not sure you're going to have a great team. You could have a great roster. You're supposed to have a great defense. That's really what you're saying about MB. But at the same time, a quarterback can drag you. Like a Mahomes can drag a Chiefs to a Super Bowl. Now they did have Hill. They did have Kelsey. That's really the whole thing. It's really just the dynamics yeah, of a sport. Yeah, like you're saying drag, but like yeah, it's just so no, many uh, but, people around him. Like no, I, I, I know. But think about Rogers. Rogers going to the conference. Uh, so the conference what? NFC Championship game with literally just Devontae Adams, which, granted, and one of the best defense, wide receivers. And a great defense. Oh, they stunk against Brady. No, don't even Oh, that. this year? Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about against Brady in 2021. Uh, 20, uh, this past one, they they were good, They were good, but they didn't show up. They, they I feel like they had, like, I don't know, like a, maybe they're like a, a 12 win, and then they just stunk because is they Ro- Is Rodgers getting the same treatment as Embiid for you? Oh, yeah. Oh no, there's no question. Like MB has not showed up in Game Seven. Rogers is not showing up during the playoffs, and that's why I'm not a Packers fan anymore. You know, they they I deserve better. And Sixers fans, you deserve better because I don't take mediocrity. Okay, and when it comes down to it, you're not getting any money from me. And I knew it. Like I knew I didn't even watch that 49ers game because I just knew what was bound to happen. And you know what? Actually, sadly, I was actually right. They lost by one point, or what was it? A few points or something like that. But that's sad. It's sad that I have to tell Sixers fans you don't deserve your team, in which. You know, I don't think they. I don't think they might ever make the conference finals before you turn. I don't know, twenty five. You know, like and, and most people are around twenty one, twenty two. Sad man, just absolutely sad. Good debate. But I want to ask you, what, what are your thoughts about like uh, sports betting and its place in sports and possibly in society? If you want to go that deep. Um, I think I think sports betting is very. It's a very fun thing to do, but I think it can be a slippery slope. Obviously, mm. gambling addictions is not fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you addicted? I, I wouldn't say I'm not addicted to gambling. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I do know some some people that have had some pretty pretty brutal um, pay pay uh, pay losses. But overall, I think it brings a little bit too much intensity to random aspects of the game. Like mm. for example, like betting on like those three pointers or betting on those blocks or assists, and it brings an it's a very fun way to watch the game if it's going well. Because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it just if. keeps piling on, and then you know you're losing your money, and you're kind of losing losing the value of just watching the game on its own. But I think uh, an interesting example that you said is that someone was betting on WNBA basketball, yes. and I think that 
if you can use sports betting to unveil a whole new world of sports that you wouldn't otherwise have seen, I think that's a positive, positive outlook as long as, like we mentioned, you're managing your gambling addiction. Yeah, but here's the thing. I told you that before we got started, he bets on it and doesn't watch it at all. Like, he just does it because he feels, uh, like, I don't know, like, if he's good at it or, you know, he has, like, this, uh, I'm not sure if he does inside trade. I don't know. But all I know that when it comes down to it, I feel like for me, it, it, it kind of ruins the sports experience because you care about it in terms of money. And the funny part is, is that when it comes down to, I think people are a little bit hypocritical. Like all the athletes trying to make the most money, you know, like especially in the lockout, the owners and players, it had to do about money. Well, the people here, the fans are making it about money, but yet you didn't want it to be about money. Which one is it? It's about money. It's about the game that you love. Which one is it? And then also with the experience, I'm just like, why are you focusing on about money? Just have fun in the game. Just relax. Instead of like thinking, oh my God, I need one more three-pointer. There's only two seconds left. Like, just watch the game and not think about why it, why it, it, you could have a possibly great time. And because of that, you lost, which is likely. I mean, you're going up against sports books. Why are, why are you considering that? Why are you doing that? And it's just, I just don't get it. I really yeah, the, ho- the house always wins at the end of the day in the long run, but you know... People love risk and people love thrills, man. I, I understand that. I do. But don't you agree? Like, not only is there too many commercials for it on radio and, and TV, but mm. also it's just so big in society. It's almost like as if they want every single person to do it. Doesn't that get annoying? Yeah. I mean, the new legislation was, what was that, last year when yes. they enacted that uh, the, I think maybe, Yeah. Maybe two, maybe, I don't think two years ago. So maybe with the, like, maybe actually a while ago. It's actually been a while since that it's been. I feel like it's been, it, we didn't deal with, uh, we dealt with that and then some during the pandemic i feel like like i mean it just wasn't sports to bet on but i feel like i it's been there a while it, it, and, and that's where i you know it, it's going to be there it's going to be here for a long time there's there's just there's no stopping it but i'm just like like you said it's a slippery slope and i'm just like ah man i just uh i, I really do fear it. i fear uh fear people you know with that possible addiction and also i just feel like uh, with people who want to get into sports make it about money because that's not why i got into sports you know i got into it because i love baseball and playing it you know and i'm watching these athletes i see myself in these athletes i see their personalities i wasn't thinking about money as a kid it makes people less naive and just like enjoyment of the game goes down and i don't know what it's going to look like in the 20s but i really do fear that and also of course with yeah, you know, I know with technology, we were talking about a little bit earlier too, but still, you know, with the tension spans and now this, it's almost like it's going to have a stake in its society. Like it's almost like controlling us, you know, to think about sports in a way in which is about money, in which I'm, 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 I'm going to be that old timer when I know I, when I get older, I can tell you that for sure. And I'm not sure where this podcast is going to be 10 years from now, but I know I'm still going to be an out, not like an outcast, but I'm going to be an outlier in terms of like, yeah, I don't like sports betting and it shouldn't have be about money. Have you ever sports bet? No. No, I'm just like I haven't drank alcohol, you know, like it's just one of those things where I feel like if I touch it, it makes me unpure and also it leads me to, and you know me, I'm very competitive. And you, and you probably would agree, on, uh, you're, you might even be more competitive than me in some circumstances, that don't you feel like if you lose a bet, you feel like you have to balance it out, you have to, win, you have to try to win something else? Even though the books are supposed to win, you feel like you're in control of it enough that you can balance it out and your competitors might get in the way of that in which you could lose a lot of money. Oh yeah, definitely. You gotta, you gotta put your ego aside and the competition aside because when you, when you lose that undisclosed amount of money, you're gonna try to make that back with whether it be a crazier parlay that is more unlikely or a significant more amount of bets at a lower odds. It's, you're just making up your losses and that's just a sunk cost fallacy if you're aware of what that is yeah no i am and i don't, I don't want to talk about it so much again i did i'm going to do an episode in the future about that and that's just a little bit because i know you're big into that and i know what you're watching as far as you you have the props up and, and whatever and i'm like 
just focus on the game, man. You know, like rooting for a team, another team. Why you have to get in, into that? But I get it. It's a part of society, and that's something that that's something that you have to live with. Even though it, it does take away, I don't know, like the uh, like the nostalgia of sports. You know, like it's it's supposed to be its own thing, and now it's getting a little bit tainted with the fact that you're talking about money, you're talking about gambling, you're talk, and, and and everything with that. It's almost like you know, casino. There's a lot of bad uh, business that goes down there. It's almost, I don't want to say like it's it's a sin, but it feels sinister. You know, especially compared to other things. And of course, your your kids are not supposed to bet. So you know, like of, of course, everyone else is. Now, you feel like a kid when you lost sport, and this is making it less like that. But again, let me. Get, I, 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 there's a lot. Of, I the only reason I bring all this up. Because, again, he was my former host. That's really what the, I feel like it, this is like our old radio show. We just talk about everything sports. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A.